Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. We're back after too long of a break. Yeah, it's been a long time, two or three weeks at least. But we are back and are going to be more consistent. <laughs> We've just had a crazy couple weeks. We were on like a two-week trip. I like that you called it a trip and not a vacation. <laughs> so that's accurate. <laughs> it was it was kind of both. <laughs> we had like two days it, of vacation and eight days of tripping. It was like 80-20. We <laughs> were doing our was... duties as oldest children. And we had my baby shower, which is amazing and so fun and fabulous and wonderful. But it was a lot of driving and a lot of obligations. Yeah, we definitely bit off more than we could chew. And in theory, it was a great idea logistically. But when it came down to it, it was very tough. Mostly it went as well as it long. could have, though. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Yeah. yeah, it went good. And overall, it was great. It was just long, <laughs> yeah. which is a lot coming from me, right? Well, you hate road trips, so that actually kind of makes sense. I'm not the biggest fan of driving, and that was a lot of driving. That was almost 20 hours of driving to destinations. Yeah, it was pretty insane we were a little worried about matilda but she did the best i know she loved it she slept pretty much whenever we were in the car driving far and she slept good and was... was fairly happy the most of the time the only time she wasn't that happy was at the end of our disneyland day and she just was overstimulated and overtired and i cried on the way home because <laughs> i felt like the meanest mom that i took her to disneyland and at home yeah well, it just kind of threw her off. She just acted very different because, at least from what we theorized, she was out of her routine in all these different places. We stayed at four different places mm-hmm. the whole time. So just a lot of moving around, a lot of bags. But overall, <laughs> she did really great. And we survived. And we will not be doing a 10-day road trip for a long time. Yeah. Kind of jumped into the deep end and she did great. So... Can only get so better. Now, so now the two trips we have coming up for like three or four days are just going to be a breeze. And I think we both collectively agreed no more driving places ever. <laughs> <laughs> we say that, say but it's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, because the problem is if we go somewhere long enough, you want your car. Yeah. Right? Because if you fly, it's so much better, but then you need a car, you know, obviously depending on your itinerary. But for us, usually when we go to California... Or Arizona because we're driving around. So anyway. all of our friends. Yeah. We always make rules for travel when we travel and we rarely follow them after. Well, anyways, we're back and we have another extremely exciting month ahead of us. We have some trips. It's Matilda's first Christmas. It's our first Christmas at home. We've never done Christmas at home before. Yes. Well, yeah, I guess Christmas Day. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, or in Utah. I mean, we've yeah. literally always been like fully out of town. Yeah. And this week, Nick and I have been married for five years. That is wild. Yeah. That's a long time. <laughs> it is a long time. I was just going to ask if it feels long or quick for you. And you just answered it. Oh. Long yeah. time. But does it feel that long, I guess, is the better question. I mean, no, day to day, it didn't feel that long. But when you talk about it, you're like, holy crap, that's a long time. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said that's very too. That's okay. Tootie. That's Nick- Matilda's new nickname. Yeah, our friend's daughter nicknamed our daughter Tootie. 
Because she couldn't say Matilda. She's <laughs> and two. And is the, the closest thing. Yeah. So Naturally. Very cute. Anyway, so we thought it would be fun for this episode to do kind of our top five tips for five years of marriage. We're no experts, but I think we're doing pretty good, especially under some very interesting and difficult circumstances. <laughs> I think we do our best to put all these into practice. We're not licensed at all. And giving this advice, I just think this, this is just is from our experience. Like how we held it together for so long. Yeah, so if you've been through extreme tragedy, this is for you. This might help you. No, I think even if you don't, I hope that you have a very blissful and happy and normal and easy marriage. Absolutely. But I think these could all be very useful for any marriage. Definitely. So these are just like five random tips or thoughts that we have about marriage what is what is that quote like a movie quote where it's like a guy talking in a weird voice princess bride yeah what does he say marriage is what brings us together today that's exactly right and as a fun trivia side note when i was younger i did a lot of theater Mm -hmm. i was a theater nerd i was in cinderella with emma stone actually Uh that's where i met emma stone who was then emily stone I was the Pope in Cinderella. (laughs) I had one line, dearly beloved or something, Uh like in the middle of a song at the end when the prince and Cinderella get married. Uh And I think someone dared me to drop in that line in one of the shows. And so I did. You did? (laughs) I did. I just, you know, said marriage or something like that. I had this huge hat. Uh It was quite silly. Did you get in trouble? No. Oh, great. No, they promoted me to... The prince understudy. No, I'm just That's kidding. They amazing. Didn't. But I was the prince in Cinderella in another play. Not with Emma Stone. <laughs> not that many people saw. They're like, we know this girl's going far, so you need to not yeah. be the prince. Just kidding. Yeah. You would have been a great prince, I'm sure. So I guess what I'm saying is I have high authority to give this advice because of that role. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so. great. Well, since you have the authority, do you want to start off with our number one tip? Yes, let me let me start things off. And these aren't in any like one to five being the most important. No. It's just five yeah. <laughs> equally important things. So the first one is, it's a simple one, but it gets forgotten. Say thank you. And thank you for simple things that are kind of the baseline, kind of standard. I expect Kat to do X, Y, Z. Doesn't mean I can't thank her for it and remind her how grateful I am for everything she does. And I think, yeah. too, like, there's so much time in a marriage that you don't see each other and that you're not witnessing each other do the tasks that they're doing all the time. Mm-hmm. So saying thank you all the time just reinforces your appreciation of them and everything they do. I agree. Mic drop. Boom. What else you got? <laughs> well, this is just a really important thing for me that I went into our marriage wanting to make a huge priority because I like to be thanked. I think everybody likes to be thanked. And I didn't want to start resenting each other because we didn't feel like the other person saw our value in our relationship or like helping out in the relationship. And so I consciously did this for a while when we first got married. But I think we both now just do it like so naturally. Just like, thanks for driving to dinner. Thanks for taking the dog out. Thanks for unloading the dishwasher. Thanks for making dinner. All these different things that are all expected chores or activities or 
roles in our relationship. But I think for me, when you thank me for doing those things, it makes me want to continue to do them yeah. happily. And they're things that make our life work properly and go smoothly. And with the gratitude, it just makes doing the daily mundane things feel a little bit more purposeful and you don't get overwhelmed or burned out yeah or you do but it it kind of recharges you yeah and then i i think it kind of subconsciously has made us watch each other a little bit more and see how much each other does for in our lives yeah because we're looking out for opportunities to say thank you so would you say it's important to have an attitude of gratitude I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that that sounds like something your mom taught you oh, guys. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And just to, as we're talking, I'm thinking of a few other points, if I may. Yeah. Going back to the point that you don't always see what the other person is doing. I've noticed that when we have discussions or arguments a lot, we, we say phrases like, you always do this or... The wording you use is is important, but like it it doesn't mean like I've noticed I say to Cat a lot, and you've called me out on this. Cat, I've noticed like you always do this, and it bothers me. Or you'll say to me, you know, you always do that, but always doesn't mean all the time, right? And I, I'm attaching it to this because it just reinforces the importance of sharing gratitude for the things that maybe aren't being addressed. It's like a Google review. Like you, it's so much easier to leave an annoying Google review because you're you're mad, right? And mm. in, in those conversations and relationship, you're upset at a small part of the whole, I guess is what I'm getting at, right? So the more you think the other person and focus on that, the stronger that is. And then you're still going to get upset with each other, but you each know that the other is is grateful for what you are doing. You have like a little tally of like, oh, they said thank you for all these other things. Or like, right. I think when I say thank you, it like kind of burns that experience more into my brain. When other times if I don't acknowledge whatever you did, it kind of goes right over my head. And then when we're in those arguments, I'm like, you never take the trash out. And you're like, right. but I do every single day or whatever. That's another one, never. Always a never are yeah. trigger words that don't mean what they mean but i think if you take the time to express the gratitude it reinforces that experience so that you remember it so that you're not saying yeah you never do this or you always do this yes as often obviously that's gonna happen everyone yeah but another thing i was thinking is (laughs) my dad taught me but it's funny he used another dad as an example (laughs) (laughs) gotta be like bob yeah we have a family friend named bob and he always said be like bob Bob wakes up every day and says, how can I serve my wife? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, that's important, too. If you wake up and think, how can I serve my spouse? How can I make their day better? And ideally, the other person's doing the same, and then you're helping each other out. It's a lot of tips in one tip. I know. It's it's tipful. Yeah. Okay, second one is to allow each other to evolve. And this one, I think I've had to learn through you and your parents. This was something they said to us, like, I swear when we were dating, you're you're marrying each other, but you're going to be all these different people, go through all these different phases. And you have, in order for your marriage to last, you have to allow each other to, to do that because that's just human nature. So I think by us anticipating each other evolving and having different thoughts and beliefs and 
actions in our life, we have taken those things in stride a little bit better, I think. Not that any of those changes haven't been hard or like an adjustment period, but I think knowing that that was going to happen and that's like what we signed up for made it a little bit easier because everyone's going to change and evolve. And I think a lot of relationships do crumble when the person, when one person chooses to change up their way of living or their thought processes or something like that. And it's different from what you originally signed up for. And when you first got married and then the other person is frustrated, like, Hey, you, you were this person when we got married and now you're acting and wanting to be this different person or make different choices in your life. That's not what I wanted. And that's not how we went into our relationship because of what your parents told us. I think mm-hmm. we knew each other were going to make different choices and evolve and change. And again, we've had a lot of those experiences. It's been really hard, but it hasn't been like the reason a relationship, our relationship falls apart. It's just something we have to figure out and readjust to. Yeah, exactly. And just to expand on that, my parents, you know, there was a lot of couples of friends of mine from church or the community that would separate. And I just remember having that conversation with them. And because, you know, money is a huge thing. You hear that. There's statistics about that. But the thing that they said was one of the people in the relationship wanted to evolve and the other wouldn't budge. Mm -hmm. And it drove them apart, right? So just reiterating what you're saying, Kat, the importance of being open to that because you never know what's going to happen in life. And when we got married, we never would have anticipated, you know, a a religious... (laughs) awakening, my diagnosis, an infant loss, a high-risk pregnancy. And even now that we have Matilda, I think we're once again evolving and redefining each other and our relationship. It's a conversation we had semi-recently. And so, yeah. How would you, I guess, like, what are your thoughts on how to approach that? Because I, I, I could see people, including us, you kind of get nervous or worried to share that with the other person. I know that you were with me on some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what would be your thoughts on that. I think that the reason I have been able to do that, it's so scary to like come to your spouse and say, Hey, I want to do things differently than what we originally agreed upon. Right. And one of those things was, we thought that we were going to be members of the Mormon church our whole lives. And a year into our marriage, I felt like I wanted to change that. And that was like a huge cornerstone of our relationship, I would say. And I think what we have done, we had done up to that point and have continued to do is shown each other unconditional love so that when you do want to share something scary, you hope that that unconditional love is like the safety net that's going to catch you guys. And so you take this leap of like, I'm going to share something scary and different. And I hope we fall into this net that we've created of like happy memories, unconditional love and all of these things. And I hope that Nick will still see me as that way and then allow me to evolve in this certain area of my life. It is really scary. And I think when I think that's another great test of a relationship though, right? Is being able to 
do that. And I think trust has to be built to, in order to evolve together and openly, if that makes sense. Yeah. That was beautiful. I love it. Wow. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the phrase coming to mind is nothing is permanent, right? Because even when we had a lot of those conversations, things have changed since then and they're always evolving. So mm -hmm. just understanding that whatever you're discussing or considering or, you know, talking about as, as a, a couple, not that it's not important in that moment and it's, it is changing and does change, but that it's consistently evolving. <laughs> yeah. And I would say that example I just gave was me choosing to evolve, which I think is harder on a relationship. Eh, I don't know. But I was going to say losing Edie completely changed us as people. Yeah. And it wasn't our choice. that took, yeah, it wasn't our choice and it took so much work to come back together. And so I think having a solid foundation, this is my next, our next tip. This is like probably my number, the next tip is probably my number one tip. It should have been either the first or the last. Okay. Um, but just having a foundation of like love and happiness and joy so that when these hard experiences come up, you have that as like a, a safety net yeah. to fall back on and then to build up off of again. So when everything crumbles, you're still like you still got this foundation and you yeah. can always rebuild the house, but the foundation's still there. Right. And to that point, oh, we talk about this a lot. Our first year of marriage was very blissful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know if that's common. I don't think it is or isn't. But we were very good at banking those happy memories and creating that foundation. Do you think that takes place while dating? Can it only happen once you're married? How exactly would you, I guess, advise doing that? Because again, I guess what I'm saying is I can speak to our experience, which was, I think, a combination of dating, but mostly getting married and then building that once that happened. I think you do it through all stages of life dating included. So our number one tip would be to have a bank of happy memories. So those can be all kinds of things like different, just silly moments together, date nights, time like at home that are just like really special and significant for like no reason. I'm trying to think of an example off the top of my head. Like last year, when we decorated for Christmas after losing Edie and we were watching Harry Potter, that's like one of those happy memories that like stands out in my brain that and it didn't cost any money. We used all of the decorations we had from the year before and things like that. But mm -hmm. then there's also memories in the bank, like a two week vacation to Europe when we were first <laughs> married. And I mean, any of our trips, I think bank into our happy memories bank. But I just think that that, has really held us together that we have prioritized creating joy in our life. I think that that's worth all of the money in the world, all of the time and energy in the world. I think if you're just sludging through life together, that's you're going to burn out. Yeah. You need to like remember why you liked each other and why you had fun together and why you chose each other. And hopefully that's why you chose somebody is because you have fun with them. Because I think that the, at the end of the day, Everybody just wants to be happy. And if you can't be happy with your partner, what's the point? Totally. And I like that you call it a memory bank. It makes me think of putting deposits in. And I, I think you were the one that gave me that analogy. 
but making sure you are depositing memories, right? Because you mentioned like hard times and sludging. So sometimes it's effort to, to, to make those deposits and sometimes it's not. But you also said like remembering and like the other day, Facebook memories <laughs> shared with me something we were doing in Arizona. Oh, it was Ryder's birthday. So mm-hmm. two years ago, we were in Arizona. We had this tiny little apartment. It didn't have a ton of decoration just because of, of the size of the apartment. But I watched the video and it was really special because it allowed me to see, wow, in just two years, look how much has changed. We now have a daughter. We now have a house. And we had just decorated. <laughs> and of course, Kat killed it as always. But just, and I think I watched it in the living room on my phone in the decoration. So it was just a really cool moment for me to reflect back. And not that that time was hard, but it wasn't, you know, we didn't love living there. It was we, right we after your diagnosis. It. And it was right after, yeah, there was so much crap that happened there. But just remembering that memory and then connecting it to now. And then I shared that with you. And I don't know if that did anything for you, but to me, that was really valuable because by sharing it with Kat, it made me feel more connected to her. And again, just reminded me of our journey. So, you know, you got you to gotta build those as you're going and then kind of cycle back in the sense of remembering and discussing and then creating more. <laughs> so I think if we think of it as a bank thing, I think that's like investing, right? And that's like a return on our investments as these yeah. like memories that help us see from then to now how far we've come and be grateful and things like that. I also think though, I think this whole bank thing came up <laughs> after we lost Edie. I know we talk about that a lot, but it was like the basic, biggest experience of my life. I, I think my life will always be categorized as like before her and after her. Yeah. But I felt like when we lost Edie, It's like we drained the account and opened a new account. And we declared I, bankruptcy. <laughs> yes, yes. And I still had those investments and return on investments like you're saying where I like remembered where we came from and things like that, but our our account was empty of any happy memories because we had evolved like the last time and I felt like we were new people and we were building this new account. And that's why I thought it was really important for us to go on that trip right after we lost her because we just needed something new and something happy because I felt so drained of anything good or happy. And I think that building new happy memories together is what kind of like brought us back because we were really, really separate for a while after we lost Edie. Yeah. It was really hard to come together. We had a lot of arguments. It was really hard to be on the same page again, just because we were totally different people. We were grieving so much. And this account was completely drained of anything happy. It was like she took all of that with her. Right. And so we had to create a whole new bank. And I think we've created a lot of memories in that bank now since then. And I think that that has contributed to us being happier together since then and again i you know that really hits on the point that it's effort sometimes because even then that trip was attached to sadness right yeah so you have to work almost twice as hard to make up for that and create that new foundation uh from scratch so to speak and again people listening might not have been through something like that everyone goes to their own stuff but just using our experiences as an example for how to kind of apply these things. And I mean, most of these people listening are like only partway through their life, right? So 
maybe right now you're not having a drained bank account, but maybe in five, 10 years, something happens. I hope it doesn't, but I think everybody eventually goes through something hard at varying degrees. So whether this is useful to you on your first year of marriage or your fifth year of marriage or your 12th year of marriage, I think it's applicable. Then we should start giving financial advice. We we're, should not give pretty, financial advice. We're pretty good at <laughs> These analogies are... <laughs> I wish it translated really speaking to, to our, our own. financial strains. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised none of these tips have anything to do with money, actually. And Why? Like because... Managing money. <laughs> we don't have any good tips. Uh, we got some good ones. We're making a comeback. We are. We are doing way better now, but... Anyway, the next one, which all these feed into each other, but kind of going off what couch is saying you can't read each other's mind and it's funny how often we think that the other can read our mind because again when you're not alone you're just having these thoughts and then you're projecting those thoughts on the other person they're like where is this coming from so it's important that you tell each other how you need to be loved and cared for because again that's part of that evolution and that can change and even if it doesn't it never hurts to hear it again and again and be reminded totally i think growing up as a girl watching movies and things like that, you just think that your partner is supposed to fulfill all of your needs and love you the exact way that you need to be loved without you saying anything because that's romance, right? Mm. And so Uh you wait around in silence and have all this resentment towards your partner because they're not doing X, Y, and Z. And then come to find out they're like, I had no idea you needed that. I would have done it in a heartbeat if that's what you needed, but you never communicated that to me. Yeah. And we just had an experience like this the other day where we were just talking about our relationship and how much it's changed since having Matilda and how it's kind of taken a back seat to being Matilda's parents. We used to have all the time in the world to pour into each other and we've just been pouring all of that into Matilda because she's just so cute and so fun (laughs) and like she constantly needs love and attention or she can constantly take love and attention from us and so we were having a discussion about like how do we fit our relationship back in and I was explaining to Nick finally after two and a half months how I wanted things to work with our relationship and how I really needed Nick to, you were praising me and complimenting me on my skills as a mom a lot, thinking that is how I was going to feel loved from Nick, which is so great. And he is, I think that that's a whole nother, I think moms should be appreciated for their things they do in motherhood. But (laughs) for like our specific relationship outside of Matilda, I feel like it's really important that I still am complimented on things that have nothing to do with motherhood. And Nick was like, oh, I had no idea. I thought I was doing the thing that you would really want, which is to be praised as a mom because I've wanted to be a mom for so long. And when I explained that, then you've switched that and we're like both so much happier because you're not just like shooting darts into the freaking (laughs) dark of the night, you know? I'm glad to hear I'm applying it. (laughs) But I mean, to your point, you know, so much of our time especially together is focused on Matilda. So I thought I was doing cat a service in a way that's a terrible way to phrase it, but (laughs) you know, acknowledging everything she was doing as a mom and for Matilda, where in reality she was like, I don't need to hear that. That's great. And it's good. But what about me as an individual? Mm -hmm. And not that that's what everyone needs to do. Right. I think it goes back to the point of just communicating, Oh, 
I didn't realize that. Great, I can do that. <laughs> I'm curious how long when you brought that up had you been realizing you felt that? Because the other thing I was gonna add is I think a lot of times we don't even realize what we need until we communicate it. Yeah, right? I was gonna say, I hadn't really thought long about it until it like started to bug me. I don't really let things bug me with you for very long. Like yeah. if they're bugging me in the moment, it's gonna come out of my mouth, I think. <laughs> But I think that's just important too to realize sometimes it requires a conversation or sharing, hey, I'm feeling this. I don't quite know what it is. And then you kind of discover that together. <laughs> Not always, but that's been my case sometimes. I'll like share with Kat, I'm feeling off for some reason. And then you help me realize what that is. And, and, Through and just conversation. Because our thoughts are so different in our head. And then once we open our mouth and turn them into words, it's, you know, it's it can change. <laughs> Totally. Or sometimes I feel like I'll build something up in my head and then I say it out loud and I'm like, oh, that actually yeah. doesn't bug me that much. That's <laughs> or a great like, point. I'm not that frustrated anymore now that I've said it. It just seems kind of silly. And all you needed was to share it and then you go, I'm good. Moving on. <laughs> exactly. It's great. Good okay. one. Really good one. Really good one. This one's also really good. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's been important for both of us to make time for ourselves I feel like we're the best parents and partners we can be when we each get to fill ourselves up doing things by ourselves or for ourselves. And so I just think allowing each other to do the things that fill us up. For you, I feel like that's getting outside, like mountain biking, hiking with riders, snowboarding, mm -hmm. going to the gym. Watching a movie. Watching movies. Yeah. All that stuff like really fills you up. I like love to go and see my friends and do like book club or bunko. I love seeing my sisters. I like getting my nails done. I like just like honestly sitting by myself in the bath and like scrolling on my phone or watching the Kardashians. Just like turning my brain off yeah. by myself. Yeah. It's really huge for me. And then I feel like every time either one of us goes and does one of those things, we come back like so excited to see each other, so recharged and can be just better for each other and for Matilda. Yeah, this is crucial for sure. I'm realizing it's counterintuitive to what I shared at least earlier about waking up and thinking how you can serve the other person. So what have you found helpful as you balance those two things? And I have some thoughts, but I'm curious to hear what you think. I mean, I think you can just, like if your thought is, how can I help my spouse today? That can just be one thing. I don't think it needs to be your every move of the whole day. I think, I mean, obviously we just do our own duties like around the house and stuff. I don't think that really counts as like serving each other. But then if you wanted to go out of your way to serve each other, it could just be one act that takes 20 minutes and then you have the rest of the day yeah. to still go fill yourself up and do all those things. Yeah, I agree. Or it could be, you know, cat needs... A night off or cat should go do her nails she said she wanted to do that so by serving you take care of that i take care of that for you and then you know you're doing the same and do the same for me the other thing i think we were really good at is hey one of our phrases is what are your hopes and dreams for the night for yes. the weekend for the day mm -hmm. or and or we'll share here's what i'm planning are you okay with that how, how does that look for you because again especially once you have a kid or kids, I imagine we only have one, you have to coordinate and or plan around them and their needs. So I don't, 
not that this gets harder, but you have to time manage even more because you're both spending the majority of your time taking care of another life. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> or lives. <laughs> that is some, you're right. That is something we always say. I think every single day we have that discussion. What are your hopes and dreams for the night? Yeah. And we just take the things that are important to each other and try to mesh them together. And sometimes it means compromising and it's more things for you. And sometimes it's more things for me. But I feel like we do a fairly good job of trying to fit each other's hopes and dreams into the allotted time we're discussing. A lot of that time is like, I have this show I've been waiting for. It came on and now I want to watch it. So how are we going to do that? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It doesn't have to be like anything crazy. It usually really is just that or whatever. But And ideally, and what we find sometimes at least is you can both solve each other's needs or wants collectively or at the same time. Yep. Yep. Well, there it is. Those are your top five tips you need to hear before your morning coffee. Yeah. Five years of marriage. We are going on a trip. Celebrate the last five years. It's crazy to think that we're going to do another five years and life is going to be so different. I can't wait. I hope we're done having kids. (laughs) Five years from now? Yeah. Oh, geez. We better be. Even even a year from now is going to be super different. I don't know. Oh, for sure. I mean, but we're not going to be done having kids in a year. I know. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> you can do it. Let's I put in triplets. Physically yeah, cannot. Yeah, you physically cannot. Dang it. No, that's okay. Also, as a bonus, I always throw in get a dog. Yes. <laughs> get a dog. They're the best. If you heard snoring in the back, that was our dog. So apologies. Yeah, he has been the little light of our lives. I think... Loving something else together is really a cool experience. I now know from experience that loving a dog versus a child is different, but I still (laughs) think it's significant. Like I think people like to discredit loving dogs or animals because loving a child is so much more deep or whatever. But this dog is a part of our family and is almost like a child to us. In a weird way, he's kind of a... I don't know if the right word's an analogy or a parable for what we've been discussing. Because what what I've learned is I'm I'm kind of the take care of writer guy and I love doing that. It's it's hard though with Matilda because he has certain needs. So what I've learned is as long as he gets out twice a day, he's good to go. Like right now, he's he's passed out mm-hmm. because I took him on a walk like an hour and a half ago. So again, just bringing it back to, to us, right? Like Meet your needs and then you can meet others or, yeah, I don't know, not distract other people from their needs. <laughs> Maybe that's not a parable. I don't know. That's okay. But he's taught us a lot of stuff and yeah. he's helped us time manage and I think par- prepared us a little bit for parenthood. And He's a lot easier to manage once his needs are met. And I guess I'm saying we're the same. That's true. I <laughs> as, like as that. As couples. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. There it Take is. Take that to the bank. Hopefully that's helpful and hopefully we're going to keep applying these things and have five times more years together. I cannot wait. And again, we're not experts. We have issues even when we do apply these. So we'd love to hear from either more experienced people or people with less experience, what's working for them. So share your tips and keep pondering. Keep pondering. Love you guys. (laughs) Bye.